Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet. We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garibagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. Remember how I was super proud of my boundaries with my marketplace situation? Advocating for yourself, sister. Dude, I've got another one. I love it. I'm just going to put them here as my little diary just to remind myself how far I've come. So I jump into a taxi Mm -hmm. with three kids on the way to see Hairspray. Why have you got three kids? I've got a friend, Isla's friend. Okay. We're going to the theatre. Just me and three kids. We jump in this taxi and we're going from Circular Key to Star City, Lyric Theatre. So not a huge distance. Not a huge distance, but too far to walk with three kids at this time of day. And I jump in and I'm like, hi, Star City, please. And he goes, 30 bucks. What? And because I just looked for Ubers, I knew it was around $15, $12. And I said, can we just put the meter on? He goes, 20. And it's I'm like. It's not negotiable, <laughs> I was like, okay, I haven't been in cabs for a while, given, but is this what we do now? And I was like, how about we just turn the meter on? And he goes, it's going to be $15. And I was like, so So why were you trying to get 30, you piece of shit? Yeah. And I was just sitting there and I was like, I would be more comfortable if the meter was on, please. And he's like, okay. And huffed again, huffing at my boundaries, put it on and we got there. Guess what it was? $14. And I was just like. Double the price he tried to get out of you. I bet he would not have pulled that with a man alone with three kids. It was like such a predatory bullshit piece of behavior to like a busy flustered mom and I was flustered trying to get three kids you know somewhere in time anyway I stood up for myself and I paid him and I did not tip him any I gave him exactly $14 good and I was out that door and he oh god anyway just proud of myself just another little boundary story no well done for asserting yourself I think it's really important to do that just really tried to take advantage anyway and I'm sorry cabs are non-negotiable turn the fucking meter on turn it on that's why it's there sucked in taxi man Revs one, taxi man zero. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate. So glad she's not the one in charge of the intro, Reeves. <laughs> welcome, my friend. <laughs> you always nail it. And we get to Bestie Hotline and I'm like blah, 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 floundering around like a dead fish. I'm, I'm grateful. You know, I could really unpick your <laughs> psyche apart and ask... Why does she not want to introduce herself? Why does she just want to get straight into the chat? Like, what's that about? You know, take ownership of who you are. (sighs) Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. That on my ADHD brain. (laughs) (laughs) So something I want to talk about is I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where we had family friends Mm -hmm. come for a sleepover. It's really funny. They live in the east. Oh, like they don't even live. I hope they packed for a week away. <laughs> but it's this funny thing that we do where we probably see them biannually. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing That's little. That's you for those playing at home. <laughs> Lol. Instead of doing like little catch ups here or there, we do a big, this is a weekend with this family. Mm-hmm. And to add a little more context, obviously we've got our two kids, but they've just had a third. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah. I don't know many families that would go and do a sleepover with another family with a seven-week-old. Well, I guess the thirds are just ride-alongs, aren't they? You're so right. Just I forgot like, about quick, that. Put the third in the bag. They just tag along with everything. Mm. Yeah. And third time mother, very different. Yeah. This ain't their first rodeo. They've done this twice before. They're a bit more irreverent, I suppose, when it comes to parenting. Less precious. Certainly don't carry one kid energy. No. <laughs> What is three kid energy? I can't imagine. But anyway. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the emoji with the slits for eyes and a mouth. Yeah. It's just like, I'm oh. not here. I'm not here. I've just got to get through this. <laughs> totally. Well, it's funny that you say that because they rocked up like a circus, a mm-hmm. delightful circus with all three of them and a baby in a capsule. And there'd be times where they're like, sometimes we forget about the baby because mm. this is what happens, mm. right? They eat, sleep and shit. That's mm-hmm. kind of all they're offering yeah. around the seven week mark. Offering. <laughs> offering. <laughs> Offer more. Bring more to the table, you little slug. Sidebar, Hubs was really open about the fact that he just couldn't relate to Iggy as a baby. He's like, I just don't really get much. Oh, my God. Which is very common. I was having this chat literally yesterday with a girlfriend. I was like, she's got just had a second born and she was just saying like, oh, he's just not bonding with the baby. And I'm just getting really frustrated. I was like, take it off your list. Mm. He's not going to bond with the second born for months. And my sister in the background piped up and she was like, or a year. (laughs) Like it's too busy. Yes. And you have to divide and conquer. You're with the baby. They're with the one you already had. And it takes a lot longer than the first born for the dad to bond. Not all dads don't come at me you know what I mean in our experience anecdotally yeah sure but I'm pleased to be learning that this is actually more of a universal issue than mm. you think so mm-hmm. I was really worried with hubs that he wasn't yep. connecting with Iggy yep. at start but now fast forward three years we're fine yeah we just have to remember that the minute we're pregnant we never forget that we are growing a human mm-hmm. but to men it's very abstract very so by the time the baby comes it's always a shock to their system And yeah, all the attention and focus is on the toddler. Anyway, I got interesting insight into the land of having three kids. Mm. You know, we're co-hosts. We've both got two kids. We can't pretend to know. But something my friend said, which I was like, this is such an interesting summary. She said, you know what three kids is like, Jem? I'm a single mum with a baby and he's a single dad with two. Oh, so spot on. And I was like... Oh my God, Mm. that's exactly what it is because he has to take care of those two and she's breastfeeding around the clock like I saw it at my house. She's got the newborn and then when her husband took the older two out and my hubs took our two out so that she and I could have a little catch up and downtime with the baby, she was like, I think I've got it easier. Oh, for sure she does. For now. For now. It's going to switch pretty soon. Hit that four-month sleep regression and she'll be like, please take the baby. I just want to take the older two who I can reason with, Mm -hmm. who I know their schedule, who will eat for me, you know, who don't need to cluster feed and scream at me all day from the bassinet. It's easier for now. It will flip on you. And cluster feeding can feel like a real ball and Mm -hmm. chain Mm -hmm. at times. I remember getting well and truly over it and being like, can someone else feed this child? Yeah. But I just thought that was such a good description. So good. And they're really good friends of ours. They're a loving family. But I was like, oh, you guys are deep in the weeds. They both work full time and she has her own business. So she's with a seven week old already dipping back in and out of work. We know the drill. Not. (laughs) I was three and a half or four weeks you know, with both my kids when I was back at the computer, Mm. breastfeeding and answering emails. A little detail I don't think I mentioned is that her oldest is younger than Rafa. 
So three in close succession. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a time. And it was really funny because we <gasps> snuck down to the cafe, snuck down. We wandered down, meandered down, whatever you want to say, down to the beach. Mm. And we were sitting at the table and Hubs went and ordered food. And I didn't say that I wanted a drink or a coffee or anything. And he came back to the table and he's like, oh, babe, I got you a strawberry milkshake. And I was like, oh, my God, I was just saying to Lauren how much I want a strawberry milkshake. But you were already at the counter ordering and I thought, ah, fuck it. And and I was like, and it's like you read my mind. And she looked at me and went oh, you guys actually like each other. There's hope for me yet. And I was like, oh, honey, let me be the beacon of hope. When that tiny seven-week-old baby turns three, Mm. you're going to feel like you're well and truly coming out of the weeds. Maybe. I don't know if that – does that happen with three? Sure. Surely it does. Yes. Let's just say it does. Look, I think when your youngest is four or when all your kids hit school age, you get a part of yourself back. That's what I'm hearing from people. (laughs) Let's hope it's true. But in terms of you and your husband liking each other, that's not a guarantee. I you know yeah yeah, yeah. but like, I get what she was saying she was yeah. saying like when this dust settles yes we still have each other yes yeah, they're just in the weeds correct yeah so I'm just calling this out as a little beacon of hope to any DLs who are deep in the trenches where you can barely look at your husband you feel like flatmates passing ships in the night barely conversing barely connecting barely giving each other eye contact there will come a time where your children become a little bit more independent yep. and, you know, maybe your husband will remember your coffee order. Nice. You know? Nice. So you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? <laughs> so sultry. So my sister's been in and out of hospital lately. Poor She's darling. been unwell. And as I always say, she'll always lose her AirPods, but she never loses her sense of humor. And um, I've been sitting bedside a little bit and we've been having some big chats and um, that sounds darker than it is. I've been doing my will lately and we were just in a hospital as well. Still dark. Know, it sounds really dark. Anyway, we were talking about I've appointed her as my power of attorney, mm-hmm. but I was giving her stern words because my sister and I, and I don't know if people can relate to this, we love each other at the same intensity. We're absolute besties obsessed with each other, but we're very different people. Okay. She is the kind of person she never, she's a second born. She never wants to put anyone out. She'll like, she's very chill. She'll never cause a fuss. You know, she's happy to go with the flow and she just never wants to be a burden. I just sounds like an all round legend. She is. I'm a first born. I'm like, somebody love me. I matter. I need help, but I can't ask. And no one just sees me and helps me. You know what I mean? We're different. She said to me, if I ever become a vegetable, turn me off. Like, turn me off. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do that. Just, I don't like, you, you have to promise me you won't let me be a vegetable in the hospital. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm so glad you're sharing this with a tone of levity because this is so this, heavy well, this, and dark. This is yes. me and my sister, right? And I was like, okay, all right. She's like, promise. I'm like, okay, fine. I promise. God, what was your response? And I said, well, I've just done my will and I've made you my power of attorney. I need to impress on you again. Do not turn off the machines (laughs) until it is cactus. She's like, I want to be turned off as the minute I'm gone. And I was like, I want to cling till the bitter end. She's like, I don't want the boys to ever come and visit their vegetable mum after school. And I was like, I, I want do. everyone to come to my bedside and cry until I am dust. Okay. <laughs> and we were just having these chats about like, just like how different we are in this mm. way. And 
honestly, she's goals. <laughs> like that I probably need to work on getting to a place of like, you know what, if I'm gone, let me go. But it was just really fascinating to me that two women in pretty much the same stage of life and everything, you know, had these really different views on this big, heavy topic. Can I guarantee that your sister, upon hearing you say that, would have gone, bitch, you'll have no idea. <laughs> You know, well, the reason I hesitated about making her my power of attorney is because she's so chill. You know, she's almost like, oh, just let him have it. Or, yeah. oh, well, whatever. I don't need it. You know, and I was like, you need to actually being my power of attorney means you speak for me. <laughs> and if I'm incapacitated, you have to make decisions. And I don't want you to make your very chill, people pleasy, easygoing. I'll just turn Kate off because she's <laughs> an imposition to everyone right now. Just be easier if she or went. this random ex-boyfriend is coming for all her money. Just let him have it. <laughs> (laughs) kids will be fine you know like don't be chill step up and be a bulldog you know anyway I've got an executor of my will that is not my sister it's someone who's an absolute ball breaker who I trust with my life good who can you know make sure that my wishes anyway this is dark no it's not dark. I think conversations around wills are important you know it's a hot topic in our Facebook group it is it is It's something that a lot of people leave on the to-do list for far too long Mm. and end up full of regret. It is a pain in the ass. This is front of mind for me and Hubs because we recently went through the process of getting our wills done. It's not signed, sealed, delivered yet. We just had that initial Mm. first two-hour conversation where you dot all the I's, cross all the T's, go through every fucking scenario. It's really confronting. It's so confronting, but... It also shone a light on how little thought I know. we had given it. I know. Like he, he literally said to us, okay, so you two get hit by a bus tomorrow. Who has your children? And we were like, oh, um, do my parents or yeah, I bet, but you know, they're aging. So um, until they're able or unwilling, yeah. like what are the parameters mm. around if my parents have them, then who's the next person mm-hmm. in line? Mm-hmm. How much of a burden is it on mm-hmm. them? Who manages the finance? Mm-hmm. Then we appoint someone else. And oh, it just got yep. really fucking complicated. Did you get to the bit where they're like, and what if one of your children predeceases you? Does the other one get everything or do you want someone else to get hurt? And it's like, what? what? It's yeah. just these things you just don't ever want to let your mind no. go to. But you have to. They have to have a lawyer walk you through your estate planning. I guess. But can I say? Not that I have much of an estate. I was laughing because they're like, let's do your estate planning. I'm like, you mean my apartment? planning like my apartment and my five dollars you know what I mean? it was like I don't have an estate at all like I think they call it that Rebs. I know no an I know, apartment still is a huge asset dude, it's I know. an estate I was just laughing because it's like yeah. obviously ye oldie when people had estates to hand down yeah lol oh <sighs> It's like, who gets my debt? You know, <laughs> who's going to get my debt? Who, which lucky family member is going to inherit my debt? Totally. Oh. But with all the darkness mm. that comes with having to answer all of these questions, I will say that once we got to the end, I felt an enormous sense of relief yeah. because the thought of leaving these decisions mm. about our children to someone up to someone else terrified the shit out of me. I'd never really thought it through. And to be honest, the attorney said to us like, look, it's highly unlikely mm-hmm. that you two together would go at the same time. Like this is, these are very rare circumstances, but just in case, everything was a just in case, of course, but it's adulting to the highest level. I mean, I hope you and Hubs die arm in arm at the same minute notebook style together when you're very, very old and you know, and you've seen all your grandchildren and great grandchildren, but yeah, you have to 
think it through. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to your parents? So your parents, the guardianship? They are until they're unwilling or unable. Okay. That's and are, are they cool with that? You've had that chat? They're totally cool with that. And then we have Hubs's sister. Yeah. After that. Okay. Yeah, my, me and my sister are each other's mm-hmm. guardianship and you know, like all we keep saying is that you just have to love them like your own. <laughs> just love them like your own. Talk about me. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about me all the time. Revs, with my favourite topic of being in a state of decay, I can't. did you have to talk about what happens to your body Yeah. after you die? Like yeah. are you getting cremated? cremated? Are you getting buried? Cremated. And I've talked to the kids about this and they'll remember. I would like my – this is so – what is this episode? And <laughs> <laughs> – so this was not planned, deals. I want to be cremated and buried under a yes, tree. Yes, you can be a f- contributor of fertilization yeah, to a tree. Exactly, which I and think is very lovely then and poetic. A, then there's a place to go and look up at and talk to if you want. If that's yeah. your, if that's my people's jam, but it's also like you know not contributing to any landfill. No, totally. I I totally get <laughs> not that. Not that we're landfill, but you know what I mean. It's not taking. No, up we're space. landfill. Yeah. If you're my husband, he's my husband is so bleak about this. He's like, whatever, I'll be dead. Feed me to the fucking worms I don't care what you do with me and I'm like no I need symbolism I need poetry behind this moment but he's so cut and dried he's like whatever I'm dead I'm not going to be caring it's not about the dead person it's about about the ones ones they leave behind correct yeah Anyway, I would like to be under a tree. My mum would also like to be under a tree. So I'm like, maybe we just start this tree thing and we just plant some trees. Build a forest. (laughs) Build a forest on the estate. (laughs) 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 Anyway, it's hard to have these confronting conversations. But yeah, you're right. It feels like, oh, I just adulted so hard. Feels good. It feels like a relief. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe it. I'm like, cool, we've got things in place. I just said to my sister, if you're going to leave me with two more kids, leave me some cash. (laughs) She has to. I, I learned a lot about this and you can nominate someone else. So yeah. that's what we've done. Oh, right. We've got my brother and Hubs's other sister in charge of the money right. for the kids. So my parents would have to ask them for why, money. Why is it that way? It's like a way of safeguarding. Oh, against your parents? Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, it's just to make sure that conversations are had around where's the money being spent. Right. Rather it just than forces someone... discussion. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Oh and they God. have to kind of account for everything. Well, groceries, school fees. I know. I know. <sighs> it's a weird ass conversation. Yeah. But there you go. I feel like your brother and mum would like have no problem doing that process. No. I've just said like, yep, my sister just gets my kids and all my earthly possessions. End of. <laughs> End of. Nice and clean and yeah. neat. Done. Blow it all at once if you want. Ad break. Got to keep the lights on. DLs, you're not going to want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand. I am extra excited about today's sponsor because DLs, as you will know, this started out as my not spawn. And now it's spawn. How good. Okay, so on your reco, I've started using Wild Natural Deodorant and then Wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range. So Obviously, we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural body care crash test dummies. Mm -hmm. So I've been using Wild Deodorant for nine months now, and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so Mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. Wild's whole thing is that it's all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was Mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay. 
You did, but for me it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant and frankly it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I've found it really easy and the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, just great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh, babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they have got this new Rainforest Oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one. Repsy, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case Mm colour and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course, all wild products are vegan and cruelty free. So do something for the planet that your future self will thank you for and check out Wild today with 25% off your entire order. Use code NOTIME, all caps, no space, at the checkout. 25% is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wilder offering in Australia and it's exclusively for you, DLs. Go to wearewild.com and use code NOTIME at the checkout for 25% off. Enjoy. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I really don't have time for women having to justify their job as full-time stay-at-home mums. Oh, okay. Yep. Talk yeah. it up. Talk it's it a up. big topic, but look, I got triggered by something that I overheard in a hair salon, actually. Oh, okay. Get my hair done twice a year, not yep. very often. I'm going to put it out there. Hate it. Hate getting my hair yep. done. It takes way too long. I just don't have the patience. It's like a facial. I really struggle to sit or lie mm-hmm. still for that amount of time but I, do, I tolerate it because I only have to do it twice a year and the greys do get out of control look it might be three or four times a year now <laughs> things have changed times have changed yeah, I was gonna say honey I think that witchy vibe is here to stay yeah look I'm feeling the punishment of blondes if I'm honest yep, yep. Gotta gotta sort my roots out Anyway, I was sitting in the chair. I had my laptop out. I was doing a bit of work. And you know when you just eavesdrop on the conversations around you? Because mm-hmm. I looked very focused on my work, so no one was talking to me. No one was none the wiser. <laughs> none the wiser, but my ears were pricked up. Okay. And there was a woman in the chair next to me. She was a beautiful redheaded lady, looked about my age. Mm-hmm. And the hairdresser who was working on her colour Looked young. So like someone who doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. So she's just casually asking questions, you know, how's your day? Meh, meh, meh. Oh, you've got kids, blah, 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 blah. And then the hairdresser said to her, so um, what do you do for work? Very flippantly. Mm. I just watched this mama's entire demeanor change. Mm. Her voice dropped. She started to stammer. Mm. And essentially she sort of said, oh, um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not working at the moment. And then the hairdresser goes, Oh, so what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> just just hang this woman out to dry. And then she said, oh, very cleverly, she said, um, oh, well, I'm a full-time mum. That's a job enough, right? Mm. But she didn't say it with real confidence or ownership mm. and she was kind of floundering. Yeah, she was and embarrassed. Yes, she was. There mm. was a tone of like, oh, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mum. That, that, I mean, that's a full-time job enough, isn't it? And then she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, of, co- of course. And she goes, oh, and, and, you know, and also I'm, you know, trying to get my health back in check. Oh. And then just started to continue to justify no. why she wasn't working. And in that moment, I wanted to get up so badly mm. and say, hell yeah, that's a job enough. Yeah. But she had the blow dryer on her hair and I knew she wouldn't hear me. <laughs> you know, when you're chatting to someone and someone's drying your hair and you're basically yelling. Mm. 
It was a bit of a that case scenario. Uh, and didn't they just work out last week? I think I read somewhere 184K a year would be the salary for the job description of stay at home mum. Wow. 184. Consideration of hours. Hours, um, like physical labor, mm. mental requirement, like skill set. Yeah. You know, everything. Because you basically have to be a, a nurse, nurse yeah. a psychiatrist, a teacher, a chef. An attorney. So true. <laughs> like conflict resolution expert. Seriously. There's a lot of things you have to be to be a mum. It reminds me of our reel we did 100 years ago. Mm. You know, it's, if you wrote out the job description, it's outrageous what a mum is, mm. you know. 184K, frankly, seems pretty cheap. <laughs> and remember, you don't get super. You don't get paid to start with. You're not getting super. You're not getting any benefits. You're literally getting the privilege of working that hard a job. Of wiping asses and feeding faces. And then what? You have to turn up and like justify it? Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. It's interesting. Like this question of what do you do? I've heard mm. people talk about how that's now a question that's off the table. Yeah. But it's hard, right? When you're trying to relate to someone. Yeah. What do you chat about? Like the weather, the day, how old your kids are? Like I hate that chat sometimes where all you can relate to each other on is like, oh, how old's your kid? Yeah, I've got a this year old. Yeah. What's their name? It's oh, great names. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is a bit mind-nummy that sometimes you do want to talk about other things. And sometimes to get through to those other interesting conversations, you do need to have that initial chat about what do you do? Mm. I don't know, Revzi, is that a question you avoid asking now? What do you do? I would never ask someone now unless they – Unless it was like in a scenario where you were like at a work event or a networking thing or in a, you know, or someone said, oh, I was at work the other day and blah, blah, blah. I would jump on that. Mm. But I would never out of the blue assume someone's in work outside the home, paid work, whatever. Or also in the climate we're in now is employed. Yeah. A lot of people are losing their jobs. Yeah. You know, you know, you just don't know someone's situation. It's so true. It's also the sometimes usually the least interesting thing about people. Mm-hmm. But let's extend some understanding to that 20-something. When I was 20-something, I probably wasn't aware, I wasn't aware you couldn't say, oh, my God, are you pregnant? You know, I wasn't aware you couldn't say, what do you do for work? Like, I think these wisdoms come with life experience. Yes. With having friends go through it who are offended or you personally going through it and offended. I mean, I think it's tricky being young and being in that kind of service-based job where you have to make small talk with people, Mm -hmm. you know, she's going to learn pretty fast because someone will school her one day and be like, well, I work full time in the home, (laughs) you know, but I work longer hours than most. Like, yeah, 24 seven. Yeah. And probably, you know, it was probably really confronting for the mom because she'd like taken a moment for herself to go and get her hair done. She probably already felt guilty about it. You know, she probably already squeezed it into her very full on schedule. And then she probably felt, yeah, the need to justify why she was doing that. And that makes me sad. I read this really nice quote on the internet (laughs) served up to me, but it said, taking care of yourself as a mom is not saying me first. It's saying me too. And I thought that was quite nice because I know women, generally speaking, whether you're a full-time working parent or a full-time stay-at-home parent, we all struggle to put ourselves first. What we're all very good at is putting ourselves at the very bottom of the to-do list. Or neglecting ourselves. And sometimes putting yourself first or being self-focused feels uncomfortable for mm. a lot of women but I just like this notion of like no it's not saying me first it's saying me too I mean the idea that a mum would put anything for themselves first is it's just ludicrous it doesn't happen it's in 
insane. Yeah. Sorry. I've never known anyone, even the mums who aren't like capital M mums. We are self-ascribed, not capital M mums. My kids are always first. Always. Everything else is in around them. Mm. And like, yes, we want to work. We're working. We have our side hustle. We have self-care. We have friendships. We have relationships. We have all these things. But if you really boil it down to our day-to-day mental load, prioritization, schedule, everything starts with where do the kids need to be? What are the kids doing? What do the kids need? Everything starts there. Everything. Always. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to a girlfriend whose husband's going away for two weeks. You know a lot about this. I sure do. And she was saying, do you know what dawned on me is my husband's going away for two weeks and everything's taken care of. (laughs) And she said, I did a thought experiment where if I left him for two weeks with the kids, I would have to put the kids schedule up Mm -hmm. on the fridge Mm -hmm. because he doesn't know their life schedule. (laughs) And she's got three kids in school. (laughs) So that's a lot of moving parts in terms of school sport, extracurricular activities, their general schedule, doing readers with them, homework, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, their whole schedule is committed to memory in my brain. Yeah. (laughs) But she said, I had a little laugh because she was trying to imagine her husband putting a schedule up for her her. because he's going away for two weeks and being like, oh, honey, and also I pre-cooked a whole bunch of meals in the freezer. I've I've put all the daycare outfits in here based on the day. I filled out so-and-so's form for that excursion that's ready to go. Don't forget Thingy's birthday parties on the Saturday. You need to get a present. It's from 10 till 12, but then Rafa's got blah, blah, blah. (laughs) She was like, it just would never happen. Not a thing. It is not a thing. Oh, my God. And I bet he just gets to bye honey walk out the door and come back in two weeks that's it pack his own suitcase and not look back or worry now not to be jerks because going and earning money and having to be away from the family is not without its thing you know not without its burdens Mm -hmm. it's real someone does have to go earn the money or they're part of earning the money if it if that's a shared load but yeah it is like come on (laughs) it's all in my brain I run the household and what would happen if I just shut down well speaking on the bleak topic of wills Mm. that's all our fear isn't it yeah it it is that something happens to us yeah we have had this pact from day one if I die please go around and brush my daughter's hair yeah (laughs) or your son's hair (laughs) or cut their nails that's the other thing that gets taken care of by moi Okay. All right. I'm going to come in with the other side as well. All right. My Mm co-parent can handle all this stuff now because he has to. Let's be real. If you had to, if they had to, they would work it out. It's not hard in terms of intellectually hard. It's just, it's a mental load that we voluntarily in a lot of scenarios take on And then we kind of relieve them of that burden. And then it's like, huh, wouldn't it be funny? You know, and we sort of do this thing. But if we're not asking for it, if we're not demanding it, or if the situation like being separated doesn't demand for it, then yeah, why would they? I 100% agree. And not to give women more jobs because we have so many. But I always say to first-time parents, always say, (laughs) I've said it once to a first-time parent, (laughs) empower your husband. Yeah to help you 
And he will not do it how you want it done. No. It will not be perfect no. by any stretch of the imagination. Don't be the Bible. You will want to micromanage. Yeah. You will want to helicopter, but you've got to relinquish control and let them feel capable. I know it's coming across as patronizing and well, I don't and mean it for is, it to. And it is a bit, but also it is. But also, it's, <laughs> but you have to. You have to. Let go. And speaking of that notion of being capable. So interestingly, because my hubs, as everyone knows now, if you're a longtime follower with this new job, he's traveling a lot more and what I've noticed is he hasn't been flexing the parenting muscle as much Mm. so he's actually weaponizing a little bit of incompetence Mm. where he's like um how do I do this again Uh, or where is that and I'm like oh this is interesting because you've stepped out you're out of practice whereas someone like your co-parent who every week has the kids 50 50 on his own he has to get it done yeah so not that you would ever want to threaten this. Oh, we have friends who do. To your husband. <laughs> but you kind of go, what would you do if we were separated? Yep. Like you would just have to handle it. You just have to handle it. And it is in you and you are capable. 100%. I say this to hubs all the time. I'm like, babe, just handle it. Mm. You've got this. Just handle it. Yeah. When he's floundering a bit, you know? I think, I don't know, unpopular opinion potentially. But I know for me, when I was married, I did not invest in making it even. You know, he's an amazing dad and he stepped up for all the reasons. And when I went back to work, he did. And we quickly sorted it out, blah, blah, blah. But I was definitely the Bible, the baby Bible, you know, and I did that to myself in a lot of ways. And no one said to me, don't become the authority on the kid. No, one. I never heard that advice. Or if I did, I didn't listen. And it's funny, like being in a new relationship now, we don't have kids to share, which is completely different but you know we do have this kind of like well that's you and then your problem and I'm not mothering you and you I don't want to be fathered by you and you know like there's like a real acknowledgement that well you're a grown-ass adult sort it out it's you know? really quite refreshing actually yeah. that you innately mm-hmm. stepped into that with him and made it work because I, I think if you're already in a relationship where those patterns are established mm. which will be a lot of our listeners like, just say you had become the authority on the baby and you had did have everything in the, the family schedule and the family life committed to your brain. It's a really big job to unpick that and to wind it back and start asking for more equality. That's actually a huge job, much bigger than starting again with someone new, you know? But don't you think the problems lie in the newborn stage? Yes. In the fourth yes. trimester. But just say you have, your youngest is four and you have three kids and you are like jack of it and you want it to be equal and you should be able to ask for that now. It's a massive job to like unscramble that egg. And your partner is kind of rightfully going to be like, oh shit, what? Huh? I thought we had a good thing going on here. You know, it's going to be like a big shock. That's why I think you need to start from day dot. Yeah, absolutely you do. But most of our listeners are past day dot. They're on day dot, 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 you know, and it's like they're like in the weeds of it. Okay. But even so. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. Have a go at unscrambling that egg. I mean, lay down how you want things to happen for you. Yeah. Or quit complaining about it. Ooh, Ooh, she went there. Harsh. She went there. (laughs) Quit complaining about your mental load. Thanks. (laughs) The Daily Mail. Gemma Peanut says, quit complaining about your mental load on International Women's Month. (laughs) We basically started this podcast because we needed to whinge out loud about the mental load. It doesn't go away. It's never, ever balanced. Try as we might. You have been pretty 
committed mm. to investing in that narrative and it is paying off for you, but it is maintenance. You have to keep bringing it back. Every time your life scenario situation changes, you have to update it. You know, you have to get the iOS updated to the new family scenario. Yeah. Maintenance is the perfect word actually, Revzy, because so Hubs was away in Bali for work for a week and... <laughs> For long-time DLs, you will know that we have a very clear division of household chores. Mm. We don't share the chores like, oh, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do X. On no. Tuesday, like we, it's, for, it's like Hubs is in charge of the kitchen. <laughs> I am in charge of the household laundry. We have departments. We have departments. <laughs> You're the CEL. Correct. <laughs> chief executive laundry. <laughs> and he's chief, chief executive food. <laughs> so when he went to Bali, I was like, oh, fuck. I got to put the dishes on. <laughs> Tell the DLs what happened. I f- didn't know how to use the dishwasher. <laughs> you didn't know how to use the dishwasher. Yeah. I mean, Hubs has been so away before. Your muscle is already atrophied as well. <laughs> it really has. Your kitchen muscle. Yep. And I and actually, Jem called me at mm, 10-ish last night packing to go away. And she was like, oh my God, I'm just deep in laundry. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, could Hubs do some laundry? She's like, no, he's done other things. <laughs> like, she, yeah. you love the delineation. I do. Like, I know this This is my burden to bear, but I know it's mine. I've yeah, got my lane. this is my lane. It's got my <laughs> yeah. lane. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the, I also said to you, I don't think Hubs would know how to use that washing machine because <laughs> it's been that long since he's done laundry. And I have to really think about mm. how the fuck our dishwasher works. <laughs> You know, it's completely absurd, but it works well in our household. Yeah, it works for you guys. We make it work. You're both very efficient, like outcome driven people. And I think if CEO'd your house, we've talked about that. I still think you should write that book. And it, it basically, it just works for both your brains and your modes to just have a department, mm-hmm. be the department lead mm-hmm. on certain things. Yeah, he's the lead of waste management yeah. in our house. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, when he goes away, mm. that's. Kind of, I hate to admit it, but I appreciate him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, he's he, got your hoodwink he there. He breaks down all the boxes <laughs> yeah. and takes oh out my the God. nappy bin. Yes. I yes. really do miss having a man around the house for the breaking down of the boxes. DLs. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you arrive at Revs' apartment, there is a mountain, no exaggeration, mountain <laughs> of boxes. Actual mountain of meal delivery boxes. And am I allowed to tell the DLs this? Yeah. But... Americano <laughs> has healthy boundaries and he's like, you need to outsource that shit. Yeah. I'm not here because you guys, you know, you live in separate households. <laughs> so you haven't had that chat about splitting the chores. No, no, we don't have to split any chores yet. But, you know, I get it. He's like, you can't wait for me to come over like, every what are you going to do about that pile? And I was like, damn it. <laughs> You're like, can the feminism leave my body? Yeah, I was like, what if I put out, maybe you'd break down some boxes. <laughs> Actually, on the topic of... Can you imagine if you went over to his house and there was a giant pile of laundry and he was like, oh, I was hoping you'd just put on a load for me. No, but if you no, do... I'd be like, fuck no. Yeah. yeah. So if you do a you know, yeah, reversal yeah, yeah. experiment, totally. right? Totally. On the topic of healthy boundaries in relationship and this kind of radical adultness that I have in my new relationship, he said something to me that was so confronting last night and I was like, respect. So, you know, talking about starting again and all that stuff... I was complaining. I think I whinged him about something that, you know, he's like, hey, I just want to call you out on something. In the eight months I've known you, you've complained to me about this a few times. I think it's time you confronted it and addressed it because I don't want to have this conversation again in a year. Oh, snap. And I was like, 
I'm sorry. Respect. Americano did a quit complaining about it moment. Yeah, he did. He's like, I, I hear you. I see you. I feel you. I empathize. Deal with it. Deal with it. Be a grown up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to, but I know I have to. But like the, the it kind of made me horny. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like I was like, I'm, I respect it. I yeah, really respect hot. it. And it also means I can ask that from him. Mm. If he's whinging to me about something and I'm like, hey, listen, we've talked this one over. Like we've, we've come at this from every angle. We've pulled this apart. We've, we've problem solved. Deal with it. Take the step. Take the step. I don't want to talk about it again in a year. It's so evolved. Oh my I'm God, so I horny love for this it. for you. I'm so hot for it. It's just like, it's that really corny thing of like, you make me better. But yeah. it's like, honestly, he's saying like, come on, step up. You want to be an evolved person? Do it. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. Anyway, that's hot. Americana, you're hot. <laughs> you're emotionally hot. <laughs> and also physically hot. Anyway, enough about my wonderful boyfriend. Now, it's a little early, but um, would you be mad if I asked you to ask me to hit me with your not spawn? I'll ask you to hit me with your not spawn. Wow, this is a tongue <laughs> teaser if ever I had one. Now, Jem has briefed me that we're going to need a little bit of time for this not spawn. So let's make this. Let's hold space, Steels, for Jem's not spawn. Hit me with your not spawn. Have I got a not spawn for you? Deals. Here it comes. It's a show. Yes, good. I need a new show. Great. And one you will love deep diving on. Okay. Okay. Netflix. Yep. Got it. Murdoch Murders. Have Murdoch you heard of it? Murdoch Murders. No, yeah. it wouldn't come up in my algorithm. <laughs> hey, it's a trending series. Okay. Right from the head, I'm going to be straight up and say it's true crime. No. Oh, hear me out. Nah. Bye. Have what? fun. Revs. See you, Dales. Why? <laughs> I don't like true crime. It's too scary. Look, I'm a fence sitter. <laughs> On the true crime theme, okay, okay, and category. I'm not one who, like, throws themselves in full tilt. I'm a dip my toe into it Mm. when it's good. Mm -hmm. Did you like Teacher's Pet? I liked the surrounding commentary of Teacher's Pet. Well, this one's got a lot of surrounding commentary. (sighs) Can I sidebar real quick? We'll put a poll up tonight. But, like, am I alone? (laughs) Because I feel like every woman over 30 is just true crime obsessed yeah and i'm just like no just like i won't watch horror films i don't need to scare myself about the already very scary world we live in anyway continue no i want to sit on your sidebar a little longer (laughs) (laughs) on the topic of horror Mm. what scares you more horror movies Mm. or suspense films like thrillers yes no i'm fine with a thriller it's the supernatural or the like jump out of the corner. Oh my god, this is so fascinating Stabber. to me because the supernatural horror is and not I'm talking, real. It's not real. Yeah, like I can't suspend my disbelief. I just go, it's not fucking real. Mm, like no. everyone just chill, it's not scary. Whereas suspense, I'm like, this could happen. This could zombies aren't gonna attack me. I know, but it's that like it's uh, no, nah, it's too scary. It gets to a part of my brain that's like Monsters exist, witches exist, ghosts exist, like things happen, supernatural shit happens. Like what are those ones called that are like security camera footage and it's like the middle of the night and shit's happening in people's bedrooms and stuff? Revs. What are they called? (laughs) She's like, I don't know. Paranormal? That's it. Oh, paranormal. Paranormal. Like, no. See, this is, no, I I just don't. Because you can't control it. You can't put the ghosts in jail. They can't be caught. (laughs) Can I give you a fun fact? Okay. Yeah, go for it. UFO spottings, Bigfoot spottings, they were rife in the 80s. Mm. Fast forward to 2020s or even 2015, Are 2010. You're trying to be logical about something that's just like an illogical no, thing. No, it's important to be logical. 
those sightings have mysteriously disappeared because fucking everyone has an iPhone now. Really, in reality, if everyone's got an iPhone now, we should be seeing more Bigfoot sightings and more UFO sightings and zombie sightings and ghost sightings. Okay, so tell me about the real life scariness that I need to know about. Yeah, real life scariness. <laughs> Back to Murdoch murders. Yes. The reason why this particular true crime series is so freaking good is because it's so recent Mm -hmm. and relevant Mm -hmm. you know when you watch true crime series and it's like back in the 1990s blah 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 in this one the dates they throw out are like 2017 oh right 2020 2021 2022 okay and look i feel like i don't want to do the hard sell on this it is three episodes oh it's so short. Oh, I hate, okay. Yep. Why? I want more. If it's good, I want like. Ch- oh, oh, oh. If all it's of go- a sudden. All right. Can, I'll let, I'm going to let you finish. Yep. <laughs> but Beyonce had the. <laughs> Keep going. It's three episodes. It's three episodes. Long They ones. pack the episodes. So it moves really quickly. And the first episode is good. It's a hook. But by ep two and three, you have to binge it because you need to get to the end. Satisfying end? Yes. And this is why I like it. I don't like true crime series where it throws up a whole lot of questions into the air and you finish the series and then you go on a deep dive and there's no resolution. There's Mm. no satisfaction. Mm -hmm. This one has an extremely satisfying ending. In fact, the trial, the conviction happened as recently as a week ago. Oh, whoa. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Turn around. So if you deep dive on YouTube after, everything is recent, up-to-date news in real time. Wow. And it is delicious. And, you know, just because humans are pervy, the whole thing is surrounding a very, very wealthy family in South Carolina, in Southampton, and it's juicy. It's just fucking juicy. it's not Rupert Murdoch. No. And Murdoch is not... I thought it was like Murdoch, like the... the Murdoch Empire. No, I will say. Like, who did he murder? <laughs> Why have I missed this news oh, story? Rebsy. Sorry, sorry. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. It's all good. Okay, so it's like making a murderer style? No. No, okay. No, it's not. Honestly, I wouldn't look too much into it. If you can avoid it and you know nothing about the Murdoch murders, don't Google it. Okay. Just throw yourself Straight in and in. enjoy the fucking okay. ride because I loved watching that series knowing nothing and then having the whole internet mm. to explore <laughs> and pull apart all of the opinions and watch the trial. Okay. The trial. I don't know. It's, she loves the trial. I do. It's so good. But look, I will say it's fucked up. Like it's dark. We're talking murders. Like I, I feel like I've kind of brought too much levity to sure, it. Sure. It's deep. Yeah. But great. But great. Okay. Murdoch murders. And by the way, Murdoch is spelled M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H, but pronounced Murdoch. Okay. But yeah, I mean. Gaelic. Correct. I don't know when you fit in this YouTube deep diving in your life lately. When, when are you, are you sleeping? No. Okay. (laughs) If I wake up at 2am, I might spend a good hour on YouTube watching trial. I can't. I just can't deal with how little you sleep and still function. Revs. I can say the same in the reverse. Like no. I called you at 1030 yeah. the other night and you were awake. I know, but it's not that. But when I go to sleep, I do sleep and I get a minimum six hours. You're like running on two, three up all night with Iggy crazy shit. I can function on five. Oh, yeah, so yeah, really yeah, 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 I could yeah. sleep from one till 6am and I'm getting five hours. Five oh hours is all I need. Okay. <laughs> You're not a morning person. No. I'm a morning person. No. We're, very, we're built very differently. I mean, I've become one. 
<laughs> you're forced to the minute you become a parent. I wish it would though send you to bed early because I still I haven't ever changed my night habits. I still mm. go to bed at 11, 11.30. Yeah, same. <laughs> still have to get up early. Anyway. Hear me with your not spawn. Now look, it's a little local, but stay with me because it will expand. My not spawn is some local sisters called Inky Collective. Cute name. So cute. They're artists and they do hand-painted murals on any wall you can imagine. They've done pool walls. They've done a lot of nurseries. They've done front doors. They've Any wall you've got that you want adorned with a mural, they hear what you want. They listen to what is required. They do this research. They pull together like a sketch mm-hmm. of what it's going to be. And then it's this like completely custom, beautifully painted, really fun artwork on a wall. Obviously, you need to own the wall. That's the <laughs> yes. one entrance or the door or the whatever it is that you need. But look them up on Instagram at Inky Collective. We'll put in a link in the show notes. It's pretty local at the moment, but they are working on decals. I was going to say the next step for expansion and scaling is yes. really important yes. would be going into wallpaper decals, yes. removable. But just take it from me if you are in Sydney. These girls, this is the start of something. I reckon you want an original Inky Collective wall cool. in your house because they're it's not basic it's beautiful stuff really magical they've got so many happy clients that are under the age of two (laughs) (laughs) and over the age of 70 they've done lots of different things really just go check them out it's just a fun follow if nothing else but if you've got a wall and you want something interesting and cool for your kids give them a call hey i'm here for color on walls these days so good Mm. and their tiktok's just elite so you know enjoy (sighs) now just Lifting the veil a little bit. Jem, I haven't seen you in two weeks. I know. <laughs> this is recorded in the past <laughs> to make sure that our beautiful DLs were not without an episode this week. You're away. You're at beautiful Yo Cabba Cabba. Yep, I'm sure it's fabulous. Having a family holiday. I'm sure nothing's gone wrong. I saw, I'm sure you found lots of charges. <laughs> and I reckon by this point, I'm sick of parenting. I reckon you're so done with parenting and you're like, is there a daycare up here <laughs> that I can just hand all these munchkins into? Because I just want to lie down. Or actually knowing you you'll be like what's my next project no what do I want to do what, what kind of work I no you know what my next into? project is Revs what babe a live event yes that's my next project yes and I happen to be doing it with this cool chick <laughs> don't know if you've heard of her Kate Revs who yeah. <laughs> that's a throwback to last week <laughs> who this from the podcast what, what podcast, podcast? <laughs> yeah Yes, guys oh my gosh if you haven't registered to be in the first round of people to receive the ticket drop. Don't get amnesia about what happened with Bestie Brunch, okay? Everyone was like, do a live event. We're like, okay. We put the tickets up. They were gone. They were sold out in four hours. Everyone was cranky with us. They wanted more events. Anyway, it's happening. So if you want to get the lowdown on when they're going on sale, we're letting our email list know first. So jump into our Instagram. In our link tree, you'll see register for the live event. Click that. Get your email in there. So we can come to you. Also, decisions constantly being made about where we're going. So just make sure you rep your city. We don't want to hear any complaints. Okay. All right. Speak now or forever hold your live show peace. Quit complaining. <laughs> quit your whinging. <laughs> but don't make us quit. <laughs> we want to whinge forever. We love you, DL. We love you. Thanks for having us in your ears once again. And we'll be back again in your ear holes bright and early on Friday. Bye-bye. One of these days we'll, we'll have, have an outro to our podcast. podcast. Stop.